Hello friends, it's Melissa. I'm the host of this podcast, Wellness From Within, where we talk about all things wellness, mind, body, spirit, all of that good stuff. So welcome. If you have just stumbled upon the podcast, I'm so glad you're here. If you are a longtime listener, welcome back. Today, you all are in for a absolute treat. I had the privilege to sit down and chat with Dr. Zoe Shaw, and she gives us such encouragement and wisdom and knowledge today around taking care of ourselves. Dr. Zoe is a licensed psychotherapist. Don't worry, she's going to let us know exactly what that means, but she's a life and relationship coach. She's a mom, and she authored a book that has been such a gift to me this year. The book is called A Year of Self-Care, Daily Practices and Inspiration for Caring for Yourself. And I'm going to link the book in the show notes, but go to Amazon and buy this book. It is it is such a great book about taking care of ourselves. And so we talk about that today as well. But today we're going to chat with Dr. Zoe about shifting out of a shame mindset when it comes to taking care of ourselves. So if you are someone that has ever said, I feel so guilty for taking time for myself, listen to this episode. <laughs> you're going to you're going to gain so much knowledge through all that she shares with us. She shares so many little tips and nuggets of wisdom from her experience personally and from her knowledge in the work that she does around psychotherapy. So stay tuned for an amazing conversation. I do want to share one more thing with you all. I don't know if you're aware, but I actually have a weekly text that goes out to my community. It is an inspirational text, an encouraging text. Sometimes I send videos. Sometimes I send links to articles. Sometimes I just send like a little gentle nudge in your, on your phone through a text message. Don't worry, I'm not going to spam you. But if you want to get on that text thread, send me a text right now to 832-234-9440. This is a way that I can communicate with you directly to your phone. And it's it's been really, really awesome for me to be able to communicate with people that way. Um, also via email and through Facebook and Instagram and those ways as well. But if you're someone that likes things on your phone, send a text 832 832- Two three four nine four four zero. Just say hello, and it'll automatically add you to my text, my text list. So, all right, friends, stay tuned for the conversation with Dr. Zoe Shaw. Welcome to the Wellness from Within podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Stewart an overthinker and purpose-driven gal who knows what it's like to be underwhelmed and overwhelmed at the exact same time. Follow along and we'll learn to fight fear with faith, to live life on purpose, and ultimately discover true wellness from within. Okay, so welcome to the Wellness From Within podcast. Today I am here with... Dr. Zoe Shaw, and we're very glad to have her today and just thank her for her time. I think that you all are going to be in for a huge treat. 
Um, and so, Dr. Shaw, just want to um, kind of get started with maybe introducing yourself and letting us know who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, thank you, Melissa, for having me on. I was just saying to you before we started recording how much I love your blog. It's just, it, it's much needed. And just reading it just made me kind of feel like, oh, just a sense of calm. I love it. So I just wanted to say that. Um, so oh. who I am? Yeah. Um, so I'm a licensed psychotherapist. I'm also a life and relationship coach. I'm a mom of five. I'm a wife of a million and a half years. And uh, I have a private practice and I write and I love to speak. And I also have an advice column at the Grit and Grace Project. And I'm, I like fitness. And my, my real, my passion is really helping women who struggle in difficult relationships, especially that difficult relationship with themselves. That's my passion. That's why I do all the stuff that I do, mainly because I've been there. <laughs> yes, and yes. I, I, I want to help prevent women from going through some of the issues that I have. And I have a little bit of education too. Yes. You remind me of a friend of mine that um, she's not on social media, but she should be. And she calls herself, she's like, I'm a friend, but I know some stuff. Ah, I like that. And so I'm like, <laughs> I love that. And that's kind of yeah. how I feel about you. Like, you know, you're, you're, you've been, you've walked the road, you've done it. You're here in the mix with us mm -hmm. all, but you know a few things and you can help us along the way. So yeah. thank you for being here and thanks for sharing all of that. Okay. So just something really fun before we get into like the, the nitty gritty of the podcast, I want to ask you a few this and that questions, this or that questions. And so that way we can kind of get to know you more, maybe your personality. Are you good with that? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. So phone call or text? Ooh, it depends on who you are. Okay. This or that. I would say text. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to give some disclaimers or just answer it? Yeah, you can give disclaimers. That's great. So if you're really super close and I want to talk about emotional stuff, I want to talk to you. But otherwise, I only want to text. Love that. Okay. I think a lot of us feel that way. Yeah. While driving. Music or podcasts? Podcasts. Yeah. I just, I, I soak up, and audibles too. I soak up reading, listening to podcasts. Yeah, that's my jam. Yes, yes. I'm with you there. Okay. Fall or spring? Spring. I love spring. Everything new, growing. Yeah, spring. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach girl. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then last, of course, but not least, coffee or tea? Tea, green tea, matcha. That's my oh, yummy. That's my go-to. Yeah. And are it. you doing the cold brew as or like cold brew? As, I guess it's cold matcha. Like, do they mix it with milk? Right. Okay. So like I'm I'm like a matcha connoisseur. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you know, and I actually do. I will do sometimes do a hot matcha, and there I'll do ceremonial grade matcha. But then okay. I also do my smoothie every day. I have at least a smoothie a day, which is really just matcha. And I do almond milk. Sometimes I'll do almond coconut milk and then I'll add some honey. Really good. Yeah. I've got to get on the matcha train. I mean, I must've had a bad round of it. I tried it a few times and it just, it just wasn't my jam. And I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a huge hot tea girl. Um, but I need to get, I need to try it again because I've, what you're telling me sounds delicious. And I've just had so many people go, you just haven't had the right version of matcha. So yeah, I'm not going to get up on it. It make a big difference where you buy it and the kind that you buy. Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. I, I, like I said before, thank you for being here. I want to highlight um, 
some of your work and mainly your book, mm -hmm. your book, which has been such a gift to me, by the way, I found you through Instagram. Love the, love that. And, and it's funny. I have yes. kind of this, um, love hate relationship with social media. And mm -hmm. when I find people like you that are spreading light, spreading truth, spreading encouragement to us on our wellness and health journey, I am thankful for social media and your book, a year of self care, daily practices and inspiration for caring for yourself has just been a gift. And mm -hmm. for anyone listening, you need to get this book today. I will put all the details in the show notes for the book, but it is probably one of my favorite books that I've, that I've read in the past year. Wow, it thanks. is a daily like guide really. And I use it every single day. I mean, my, if you could see me, my pages are like flipped because I just, I'm, I'm in it every day. And Dr. Zoe has done an incredible job of giving us small tidbits, and we'll talk about that. So tell me about your journey to writing this book and what brought you to the place to, to give this gift to the world. Yeah, you know, this is actually, and I say this because I'm looking at the book right now, it's a gift that I gave myself. And so I'm so glad that other people are also feeling it as a gift as well. And as I talk about in the introduction, it was a, a really long journey that I had of taking care of all the other people and believing the lie that if I am the sacrificial wife and the sacrificial mother, and if I can just keep pushing and pushing that somehow everything's going to be okay, right, um, really took me to a place of burnout. And I was completely burned out in all areas of my life. I was seriously ready to just chuck them all and go somewhere and live on an island because I, I had the curse of capability, you know, and, and I think so many of us capable women struggle with that is that we are able to on almost any given day do it all right? But we're not paying attention to the tax that it has on our heart, our soul, our body. And I was definitely in that place. And so I knew that I didn't really want to check it all because I love my people, but I knew something had to change. And so I made some massive changes in my life. Um, some massive changes in my marriage, some massive changes in the way that I showed up for all of my family members and the things that I then required of them. Um, and I really started with just the small steps that I talked, mm. you know, that I talk about in this yes. book. Um, and over a, you know, over the, a number of years, I really learned more. And here's the crazy thing. I'm a psychotherapist. I have a doctor in clinical psychology. I have a master's in marriage and family therapy, right? I'm supposed to know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to apply it on another level. Um, but, you know, even, even so, in all of that work that on all the education, I still never had anybody look at me and say, hey, but make sure you take care of yourself, right? I had people applauding me saying, wow, you're such a great mom. Wow, you do all the things. Wow, you're doing so great. Nobody looked at me and said, but are you caring for yourself? And so I had to learn to do that for myself. And I came to that breaking point and I started in just little small steps of trying to figure out what can I do to care for me so that I can still be here for these people that I love in a healthy way, not in a resentful way, mm -hmm. right? Not in a tired way, but fully me. And that's, that's how I started my journey. 
you said so many things there that I think are res- going to resonate with people and land with, with women, especially mm-hmm. when you said that even in all of your work and all of your, your education and the knowledge that you had gained through that, that you still had no one speaking into you to say, what about you? Like, what about your soul? Right. You know, what about the deeper parts of you that are not being tended to? And do you feel like that is a resonating issue with a lot of women that you have worked with or come in contact with that you feel like we've just neglected that part of ourself in self-care? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, 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 in so many ways, you know, and, and when I look at, at women who come into my practice and I ask them those questions, I usually get that blank stare. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. And then what I hear after they've, they realize there's that blank part, then what I hear is, but I don't have time. There's no time mm-hmm. for that. I've, I had, and I was on another podcast, very intelligent women. And we were talking about self-care and she's like, you know, but not everybody has time to, you know, get a babysitter or the finances to go get a babysitter to self-care. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Self-care isn't a one-time big event, right? Or even a weekly event where maybe you pay to get a babysitter and you go off and you do all these things. No, self-care has to be woven into your everyday life with all of your people. It's great to do those extras, but that's not, you know, that that's definitely not 360 self-care. And so I think a lot of times women will then, they, they can't even necessarily comprehend weaving it into their daily life. And so they think it has to be this big thing and they don't have time, energy or money for it. And so they just say, well, I can't do that now. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of what I, I think that myself included feel about self-care could even be that we've been programmed Mm -hmm. to to believe that it's something different than it really is right because if we if we watch media or intake any sort of you know validation from exterior sources we would find that self-care is just that right get a babysitter go to the spa you know put our feet up wind blowing in our hair or or what have you you know drinking a, a glass of wine and we do in real life probably would say I don't have time for that. Or, or there's guilt to say, I'm going to go and do this. And I think that's where the disconnect comes in with so many women is that that really isn't a picture of self-care and that you have done such a beautiful job. I want to read a little piece from your book that I highlighted and it says, um, self-care is not just a designated time of the day when you focus on yourself. It is a habit of valuing yourself in all of your interactions and being productive throughout your day. Yes. And I yes. love that because it is, it's not just this designated moment, although we could practice that if that is something that works for us, but it's like the integrated, like you said, woven into our lives mm-hmm. pieces that we forget to do. And so, so let me ask you this. Some some things that I hear a lot of women feel guilty about is taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's even even among women of faith and in mm-hmm. spiritual communities, there is a sense of shame associated with taking care of ourselves. Uh, why do you think that is? Or could you shed some light maybe on why women feel ashamed or shameful to spend time caring for ourselves? Yeah, you know, I think there's subtle messages that we get. And then there's some that are very, very clear. I've actually, um, 
I've had some messaging from women as a result of writing this book that have said that this is not okay, that as Christian women, we should be self-sacrificing. We shouldn't be concerned with ourselves. We should only be concerned about caring for other people and and that we're going down the wrong road by thinking about or caring about ourselves. And that's so painful for me because I know that that woman who said that me feels that because that's what she's been taught. And it's it's not, you know, she believes it so deeply that she doesn't matter and that somehow she is glorifying God by by putting herself as low as she possibly can on the totem pole. And she's not paying attention to sometimes the sadness and anger and frustration that is also woven through her life, right? She's dismissing that because she's saying, but this is what I'm supposed to do. And I think that there's some direct teaching that it is not right, you know, in some Christian circles. And then there's just the societal, right, messaging about sacrificial mother, um, about, you know, women's roles. I mean, even if you just think about the idea of a man cave, right? (laughs) You buy a house. I know when we bought our house, the realtor's like, hey, this would be a great man cave. Nobody talks about a woman cave because women Mm. don't need that. Right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so we've just been socialized. And I had somebody comment even on my Instagram when I talked about, I think I asked a question, is self-care selfish? And a guy was like, absolutely it is. And I don't know if he was just meaning for women or for men. Right, Um, right. Because men have a little more freedom to care for themselves and take that time. And we just feel that if we do, then we are somehow taking away from the people that we love. And it can't be, I mean, it, it is just so false because what we know, and although we have all those things, oh, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, fill yourself up so you can, it's kind of like, it's just a, a little band-aid and it's said, but nobody knows how to actually do it because dealing with the guilt sometimes feels not worth it. Right. Easier to just not do that. But, you know, and and I had that same issue. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she was very self-sacrificial, and she did all of those things. And so I felt that I should be that too. And then me being a working mom, already there's guilt there. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, well, on top of me going to work and taking time away from my family to work, how could I possibly then take any more time for myself? And I struggled a lot with that. What I know, and, and and the more I read the Bible and I looked at the Proverbs 31 woman mm-hmm. who was honored, yes, Absolutely. but she also took great care of herself. It talked mm-hmm. about how she took care in what she wore, right? And that's not necessary, quote, you know, but it was important. She cared for herself and she also cared for other people well. And then I thought, I thought about Jesus. And all the people that needed him all the time were constantly pulling on him. And he would stop and say, no, I'm going away. Right? Yes, and, absolutely. And he was the ultimate. He's the epitome of sacrifice. And yet mm-hmm. even he knew as God and human that he needed to take time for himself to fill himself up, even though all those people were standing there waiting for him, wanting him, wanting, you know, everything that he could give them, he still took that time to go away. And so I think as women, we should look at that as the model, not what people say to us in the church, but look at that as the model of how you can be both sacrificial and caring at the same time. 
Wow. I love that you gave the reference to Jesus and how he was so intentional about mm-hmm. caring for soul. I was just, just reading the other night to my son about how he went out, he told his disciples, you go on and I'm going, I'm going away to, to yeah. be alone because he needed to replenish right. all that he had given. Absolutely. And it's such a beautiful model for us as women that do, like you said, give and give and give. Mm-hmm. And we do it out of good intention, but we do it to the point that we've, we have given up our own health, our own wellness, our own mental wellness. I mean, all the places and pieces of us that are spent, we never take time to refill them. And I love that you give Jesus because he is the ultimate model. I mean, there's no other level that we could really look to than to him. So, and I, I think that, that the shame can also come from, and, and tell me what you think about this, because I've, I've even noticed that the shame can also come from from our peers or from other women that make us feel like there's no space to take care of ourselves. Like there's not, there's not permission there from each other even to say, you know, take time, bring your kids to me. I mean, you know, let's have a play date and I'm going to take the kids and you're going to go spend an hour on a walk. You need that there. I feel like there's not, we don't give each other permission as women even sometimes to, to create space and time for self-care. Do you find that to be true? Uh, like oh, we're yeah. even so hard on ourselves and hard on our peers even, or our, our friends. Yeah. I know? don't think social media helps that either because we're always comparing ourselves to that other woman and um, making an assumption that she's got it all together and we don't. And so we, we, we aren't always honest with each other, right. Yeah. About our needs. And, right. and, and then we're, we're not, we can't, you know, recognize others and, and vice versa. Um, so there definitely is that pressure of I've got to kind of be the, the perfect mom, mm-hmm. wife, mm-hmm. all of that. And we just, we do, we need to give ourselves grace. We need mm-hmm. to recognize that if we're feeling it, somebody else is likely feeling it too. Yes. Yeah. So, so what would you say to the woman that is on a journey to really start to put into practice some sort of self-care practice or soul care practice. And maybe she's not sure, you know, where to start. And I would say definitely buy Dr. Shaw's book because it is a beautiful place just to begin with small nuggets. But where would you, what would you say to this woman that is looking for permission and she Mm -hmm. is stuck in a little bit of shame? Uh, What advice would you give to her just to start her journey and to shift her mindset away from the shame into this beautiful gift of self-care. Well, I don't think the word self helps any of this because self, you know, in our, you know, selfie society, at times that a whole word just has so much meaning to it um, that I don't know that it even did before. And I, I would encourage her to try to separate the idea of care right, from that word self. Um, Because I think a lot of the shame of it is about, well, I shouldn't make it all about me. It's not, I'm not supposed to matter as much because I chose to, you know, be the wife or the mother and I'm supposed to. What I like to think of is that in that place of mothering, whether you're mothering, you know, your biological children or other, you know, people in your life, you're mothering all the other people And when I think of the idea of self-care, I think of it as you just being a good mother to yourself. And it's not about entertainment. It's not about indulgence. 
It's really about mothering. And a good mother does a whole lot of things. A good mother is soft and she comforts you, right? Um, and she makes you feel good and she takes care of you. But a good mother also makes you eat your vegetables. She makes you go to bed on time, brush your teeth, do a lot of those things that you don't necessarily want to do. But she provides that discipline for you because she knows it's good for you. Mm, and so good. if you can maybe shift your lens about this whole idea of self-care to really being a good mother to yourself, just like you mother all those other people in your life, then it can help a little bit. And if you're, if you can just kind of keep with that lens, then you can find little ways all throughout your day where you can mother yourself well. Wow. That's such a, that is a, such a, a perspective, my, a shift right there, because mm -hmm. I think that that will resonate. I know even for myself, just sitting here thinking about how many times a day I'm nudging my children to, you know, pick up your, your things and yeah. make sure you're drinking your water. And did you brush right. your teeth tonight? And those are such, that's such a practical, tangible way to think about caring for ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. And so if a woman is struggling, say with, you know, making time for even for physical movement, right. That we could give ourselves permission just like we tell our kids, go outside and play, you know, mm -hmm. get outside. Get I used outside to energy. tell my kids when we were, you know, when my boys were homeschooling and I'd see that they just had all this, you know, energy and they were distracted. Yeah. I'd say, go outside, run up and down the to the cul-de-sac twice. And it doesn't yes. take that long, right? No. But it would just kind of just change their, their, their whole physical body and they got what they needed out in just those couple of minutes. And that was caring. That was me as mom caring for them, right? Yes. Yeah. And it, it was for their, for their benefit, right? Absolutely. I mean, yes. And it's all funny when you, <laughs> all, yes, yes, absolutely. And it's funny when you say that because, you know, a lot of times I think that even, even for myself, someone that is, very much into physical fitness and I love it. And I know how it helps me personally now that I've practiced it. Mm -hmm. I can almost tell when I haven't and like, I need to go do this, yes. but it's funny how even for myself, just to get outside and take a, we have a circular driveway just to go take a walk in the driveway. If I'm, if I'm feeling like anxious or, you know, I'm like, I need to get out. I need to go walk this off. And even if it's just for five minutes, right. Mm -hmm. If I don't have time to do a whole workout session or something, but just getting out and moving and, getting my blood pumping is, is exactly what I needed. Even if it's not 30 minutes, even if it's five minutes, right. We can start small and work our way up into, you know, a great change. Small impact will equal great shifts over time. And that's what I tell everybody because when they, when, when women get into this place of, okay, I'm going to do self-care now. So I'm going to do 30 minutes a day in the morning of this and 15 minutes a day. And it's very easy because it's not part of your routine to right. slip right out of that because you haven't been doing it regularly. But how about one minute, right? Mm -hmm. How about one minute of quiet in the morning? How about, you know, two minutes of something? And what will happen is it, it's, that is a lot easier to commit to. And when you do it, what you'll find is the benefits in that one minute are so great, it'll naturally grow in your life. So, so exactly what you said, just start small. You'll start to see the benefits and you'll naturally figure out how to incorporate it. I love that. And I think that that is exactly what your book does. Right. You know, um, would you mind kind of walking us through your structure a little bit? So Dr. Zoe Shaw has given like this beautiful structure to her book. It's a year long book. And I just want her to share kind of how she structured that uh, to help us go through a whole year of self-care. Yeah. You know, when I was getting ready to write the book and I, I had this idea of, okay, I'm going to give 
you know, 366, you know, little skills, tips, affirmations, it did feel kind of overwhelming. And so I sat and I thought about what is like, how do I incorporate this in my life? And what is the best way? And I just went straight to seasons. When I think about the seasons of my life, there are different things that I need in different seasons. And so I decided to structure it in that way. And so every month has a different focus. And so like January is reset. February is relationships. March is renewal. April is motivation. May, my favorite, is simplicity. June is encouragement. July is purpose. August is discipline. September is boundaries. And I thought about that, especially for moms, you know, getting ready to go come off of summer and go into fall is sometimes figuring out, you know, setting up new boundaries. Um, October is affirmation. November, of course, is gratitude. And December, I decided rest because that is the time when we are so very stressed out, right? Getting all of the, you know, holiday stuff together, um, Christmas and, and all the things. And I thought that's the time that a woman really needs to focus on setting some time aside for rest. And so that's how I structured it. And it just, it just kind of flowed from there. It was so much easier when I had those, those, you know, ideas based in yeah. season. Well, and it helps the woman that's going through it absolutely kind of have a theme or an intention as she's yeah. going through her year too. And I've loved, you know, I loved May because it, it's been all about simplicity and I'm excited yeah. to go into June as well because I'm looking at the encouragement, but I thought it was very interesting that you picked rest for December. Mm. And it was funny. I kind of even chuckled and I thought that's kind of funny because isn't December the the month that we think of as like the most unrestful month of our lives because there's so many things to do and you know, all that comes along with the holiday season. But then I thought what, like I said, what a gift Mm -hmm. that we could be intentional about resting during this beautiful time of year and and making it more about slowing down and enjoying the season and just giving ourselves permission to go slow and soak it all in. Um, and so I love how you structured the book. I want to read today is May 21st mm-hmm. and I want to read today's small tip that she wrote for today. And I loved it. I thought it was perfect. She, she says, gentle is the new perfect. Take a few minutes today to remember to be gentle with yourself. The world isn't going to stop rotating. If you don't get everything done, move forward with grace for yourself. In all your perfections, you are beautiful. Hmm. And, oh, that was like exactly what I needed to read this morning because, you know, I woke up and I was, I, I read, I read every day one of your little, one of your little encouragement notes. And I thought, oh, it's beautiful because you said gentle is the new perfect. And I think right. for so many of us on the wellness journey, right, we do, we, we, we strive to make it perfect. And if it's not, then we, you know, we get caught in this cycle of sabotaging mm-hmm. ourselves and we're, oh, we didn't do that right. And oh, I messed up again and I failed again. But just learning to be gentle and it's okay in the self-care journey to be gentle with yourself. And that's really where we're trying to go, trying to right. get back to that, you know, reckoning with our soul really um, and shifting out of that shameful mindset. And so thank you for just the gift of this book. Um, and I also want to talk about your, your work as a psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. And if you could, and just like for us, you know, non-psychotherapist people tell me like, 
in your terms, what is a psychotherapist? What what do you do with that on a daily basis? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. Um, so a psychotherapist is, it's a practitioner, right? I, I, I've studied psychology and the way the mind works and really motivations and emotions and how those come together to create daily decisions and actions that, that you, you know, do on a daily basis. So in my practice, and I've been practicing for about 20 years now, I mainly work with women and couples. I love couples work. Um, but I help women and couples really deal with deep emotional issues that are affecting their current life. And so we sometimes go back and we uncover the development of, of either emotions or behaviors and understand how they're affecting today and how we can change them so that they can really live the life in a free way and authentic in the way that they want to. One of the things that I say to every single client that shows up whether in my room or on the computer, is that a foundational belief that I have and I believe strongly is that all behavior makes sense in its context. And if you could imagine, so sometimes there are those crazy movies where you see this, you know, haggard guy running into a bank and he's getting ready to like shoot up the place, right? And you're sure. thinking all these things about this person. And then the movie flashes back to the very beginning maybe even the beginning of his life. And you watch this character all the way up until then at some point you're back to that same place where he's walking into that bank and it all makes complete sense, right? Mm. It doesn't mean that everything is okay. It doesn't mean that there's, you know, it's not an excuse. It's just about understanding because for every person's behavior, it all makes complete sense in the context of their temperament, their personality, their environment and development. And mm -hmm. if you can understand that, then number one, it gives you grace for yourself, but it also gives you a roadmap for change. Right. And yes. so, and also because of that, I don't, have judgment for it. people in my practice, especially in my personal life, there's always that emotional stuff that gets in, right? But especially in the work that I do, because I understand that it all makes sense. Mm. So that's, I don't know if that's really a good explanation. It's kind of hard to put your finger right on the exact definition, but that's kind of the work that I do. No, that was wonderful. And I, I think it's exactly what every one of our listeners need. <laughs> we, we all need a psychotherapist in our lives, right? <laughs> well, I do believe that strongly, which is why I have my own therapist, you know, yes. over the years I have, and I come in and out of therapy when I need to, because I, I do really believe strongly in the practice. Yes, absolutely. And even in the women that I've worked with and coached, you know, a lot of the work that we do, and it's not on, I, I definitely don't have the education that you have, but it, I think it all stems back from kind of going back to the beginning really mm -hmm. and saying, you know, yeah. let's go to the root right. issue here and let's yeah. not treat the symptom, but let's go back to where this started from. And I know even in my own life and my own journey to healing, you know, it's been like blinders coming off for me to be able to dig a little bit back even to my childhood mm -hmm. to say, why am I still dealing with this or why does this keep coming up for me? And instead of just suppressing it and band-aiding it, really being curious about it, which takes courage, right? It does, to like yes. pull out the little things that you've been hiding and go, okay, I'm going to like look at you right now. And, mm -hmm. and I find, I found though that it's so healing in a journey 
in any woman's journey to like seeking wholeness or wellness. A lot of what we talk about here is wellness from within, because that has been my journey Mm -hmm. that for years we tried to, or I tried to bandaid the outside and fix up the outside. And, you know, I would all be okay. And inside I was like dying, you know, and I'm going, I feel so empty and void. And, and so a lot of my journey has really been what you're saying is just pulling away and going back to the beginning. And so I so appreciate you know, the work that you do. And I know that it's so meaningful in many ways. So tell me how women can find you, where we can connect to you, how we can learn about your work. Dr. Shaw also has a beautiful mind shift program. So tell us a little bit about that and how we can get connected there. Yeah. So I love the self-talk program because, well, number one, we talk to ourselves more than we talk to anybody else. And we talk to ourselves more than anybody talks to us. And so that makes us our greatest influencers. And we're always, you know, thinking sometimes that there are all these things outside of ourselves that we need to change. Um, But the reality is, is that the only person that we have control over is ourself. And Mm -hmm. our self-talk is so very important. And sometimes we're not really completely aware of what it is. And it drives everything about who we are, the way we show up in the world, the lens. So I have a self-talk program. (laughs) And uh, you can find it on my website at Dr. Zoe Shaw. And I think it's like a 15 module um, course. And I really take the the student back to the very beginning so they can learn well number one about what self-talk is and then number two about how theirs developed and number three figure out what theirs is and then work on transforming it and then maintaining Mm. healthier self-talk so that's what my course does and you can get it um probably find it on instagram too if you click on my link in the bio on instagram and then also at my website Okay. And you're on Instagram. Instagram is my place. That's my hangout. Yes. I'm on a lot of the other socials, but I don't, I'm not on there as often. So Instagram is my place. It's at Dr. Zoe Shaw and connect with me. Yeah. You can email or or DM me. Yeah. Okay. And then your website is also D-R-Z-O-E-S-H-A-W. And my podcast, which is the Dr. Zoe Show, I'm currently rebranding to get really, um, I'm niching down really to just talk to that woman in a difficult relationship, really through a lens of psychology, faith, and a little feminism thrown in. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'll be rebranding it. It's coming. uh, It'll be starting again in July. Okay. And we will link that as well in the show notes. So all of you podcast junkies out there, make sure to check out Dr. Shaw's podcast as well. Okay. So I think as we wrap up here, Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you one more thing. What is, you know, as we're, as we're walking through thinking about self-care and coming up through the end of the year, and I know a lot of women have probably made goals and, you know, they're looking at now going, I'm already halfway through the year. You know, I, my new year's resolution is way out the window and I might as well just forget it. And I'll try again next year or something. What is one piece of advice that you would give the woman that's kind of stuck in the middle and she feels like she's, you know, she's, she's not finding any traction. She's not sure where to go next. And she wants to really move forward in this health journey and really start to make small steps. What is one piece of advice that you might give that woman today? You know, the first thing I want to say is just breathe. <laughs> just oh, yes. take some space because when we're going, 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 we are actually also distracting ourselves. And we can distract ourselves with worry, guilt, remorse, reflection, all kinds of things. But 
it's really hard for us to move forward with clarity if we don't just take space. So I know it sounds counterintuitive to say, just take space when you feel like, well, I haven't done all the things I'm supposed to do, but yeah, you're still distracting yourself. And so I would say, go for a walk without any music on, allow yourself to just sit and be, and you might be surprised about the clarity that comes. And then the second thing I have to say is stay in your darn lane because it's so easy to look around and say, but there, she's doing this and she's doing that, but she's not you. And you need to sit in your lane and be present in your lane and know that you are exactly where you're supposed to be, that God has a plan for you. He has a destiny and sit in that faith and walk forward with some space. I think that's, that's, that's what's coming up for me today. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for giving us permission. Thank you for empowering us and strengthening us and challenging us as well, because that's what that's what's going to get us to, to nudge forward. So thank you, Dr. Zoe. It's been a absolute pleasure. I wish we had all day to sit and chat. I just I'm, I'm soaking up every single word that you're saying. So thank you so much for being here. Thank make you sure for having out, me. Yes. Make sure to check out Dr. Zoe on all of the media channels and until next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. Well, there you have it. I hope that you had your notebook handy and that you were taking notes during that conversation. What an encouragement Dr. Zoe has been to us today. I'm so grateful that she shared her heart today on the podcast. And I hope that you will take every word that she said and implement it into your personal self-care and wellness journey. I hope that your perspective on self-care has shifted a little bit and I pray that you would move out of shame and into freedom around journeying to wholeness and wellness in Christ. Don't forget to check out Dr. Zoe on all the media outlets. She has an Instagram page at Dr. Zoe Shaw, her website. You can check her out there. You can find her book on Amazon. All of the details are in the show notes. So be sure to check those out as well and share this episode with someone that you think would benefit. The show gets spread around to other people by you. And the more that you share it, and if you comment or like on this episode, other people will be able to find this content as well. So I so appreciate you being here. And until next time, I'm sending so much love and expectation your way.